0: some say the moon? Why choose this as our goal? And they may well ask, why climb the highest mountain? Why 35 years ago, fly the Atlantic? Why does Rice play Texas? We choose to go to the moon. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things, not because they are easy, but because they are hard, because that goal will serve to organize and measure the best of our energies and skills, because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept, one we are unwilling to postpone, and one we intend to win, and the others too. We shall send to the moon 240,000 miles away from the control station in Houston, A giant rocket, more than 300 feet tall, the length of this football field, made of new metal alloys, some of which have not yet been invented, capable of standing heat and stresses, several times more than have ever been experienced, fitted together with a precision better than the finest watch, carrying all the equipment needed for propulsion, guidance, control, communication, on an untried mission to an unknown celestial body and then return it safely to Earth, re-entering the atmosphere at speeds of over 25,000 miles per hour, causing heat about half that on the temperature of the sun, almost as hot as it is here today, and do all this, and do all this, and do it.
1: that's one of the greatest um, space speech <laughs> so far that is from John F. Kennedy We choose to go to the moon and uh, that speech was delivered at uh, the Rice Stadium in Houston, Texas on September 12th 1962 <music> and now NASA uh, selected Boeing and SpaceX. That was in 2014, September 2014, to transport crew to the International Space Station (ISS). Now, the question is, um, you would be asking yourself, is why? What is so peculiar about NASA selecting Boeing and SpaceX? Now, NASA has been fully funded, everything from government, 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 and all of that. But it was time to go into partnership or delegating some part of NASA so that uh, the heavy lifting in terms of hardware goes to private and the research and the exploration itself uh, sticks with NASA And now that made Douglas Hawley and Robert Behnken announced as the primary crew to be on the next launch. And that was announced in uh, August uh, 2018. Now, the thing about both astronauts Douglas and Robert is that they are veterans, they've been to space three times altogether. And the two of them have been chosen or were chosen to go on the SpaceX Space Demonstration 2, or which you call the Demo 2 trip. Then Douglas will serve as the spacecraft commander, and Roberts as the Joint Operations Commander. Now, for the backup crew for the launch yesterday, I'm still going to come back to the launch. We have uh, Michael S. Hopkins and we have uh, Victor J. Glover. Now, Michael is the space commander that's if anything happens to the first two this backup michael becomes the space commander and the the joint operations commander goes to victor so yesterday was supposed to be a whole lot of history now history will be made <laughs> and history will be repeated now what happened yesterday was the demo 2 space demonstration 2 or space uh, space X demo 2 launch which will be the first launch of NASA astronauts from the United States since 2011. Now, the question is, the United States or NASA has been going to space. Why are we saying since 2011? So what has NASA been doing since 2011? That's the good point. The good point is that um, before now, since then, NASA has been paying for seats on the Russian Soyuz. If you're into space exploration a lot, you'd have heard of the uh, the Russian Soyuz spacecraft that takes astronauts from Earth to the ISS. That's the International Space Station. From 2011 to now, NASA has been (laughs) spending a lot. Why go into that massive spending when you have SpaceX and you have Boeing? NASA and SpaceX had to scrub yesterday's launch now why some of you will say bad weather but when it comes to space exploration it is called unfavorable weather because a weather that is bad to one is good to another so we'll just say favorable weather conditions uh the time of launch was supposed to be around nine thirty-three. that's nigerian time but uh, around t minus 16 minutes 54 seconds uh, they announced that there would not be a launch, because of the weather conditions. Now, the flight was to uh, take off from... from the Complex 3A at the agency's Kennedy Space Center in Florida. This is uh, SpaceX's uh, first attempt to launch astronauts into space. When I talked about Space Demonstration 2, which is Demo 2, that means there was a Demo 1, right? <laughs> so SpaceX has been known for cargo, taking cargo from, from uh, Earth to um, ISS and back. Why? Because SpaceX rocket launchers are reusable. You can reuse them again and again especially if you've heard of the Falcon 9 rocket, it can be used again and again and this is one of the the key selling points for SpaceX. Their rockets can be reused so uh, it's not your normal rocket that goes up and burns out and you have to make another set of rockets but with SpaceX they can reuse that rocket all over again. Last year's uh, Demo-1 demonstration by SpaceX saw us, uh, the, the, the shuttle take dummies, we, 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 uh, you call them mannequin or you call them dummies, so they put dummies in the rocket because space, uh, NASA is not just going to give a contract to a private. The first time in history they are giving uh, shuttle and, and launch to a private owned company, the first time. SpaceX is the first. They're not just going to put live astronauts (laughs) on board and say, oh, take them to the ISS. So they had to do a first demonstration last year and they saw a mannequin in the shuttle and it was taken to the ISS, that's the International Space Station, then back to Earth. And it was successful. That was what gave them the prompt that come May 27th, 2020, they are going to take live astronauts to the International Space Station. But unfortunately, because of the weather conditions, uh, the launch sequence was aborted at, like I said already, T-minus 16 minutes, um... 54 seconds when i say t minus i mean count down you get uh, according to space timing t minus means you are counting down minus you're minusing from your original flight time one of the things i learned yesterday was that um the entire world because i was streaming live on uh, nasa provided link on youtube those of you that want to stream you can always stream at 144 or 360 just for the initial demonstration, time, the speeches that go before the launch, then when it is time for the launch, you can rev up your quality to 720. I was streaming at 360 till about 9, then I switched to 720 uh, resolution. If that flight has been scrubbed, because um, around 9.10 or 9.15, the post-scrub sequence commenced. A scrub sequence is when you abort a launch and the astronauts, <laughs> I almost said pilots, the astronauts have to go through some sequence before they can come out of the shuttle and how they are going to take off their spacesuits and all of that. Those are all called the scrub or the post scrub sequence. Another thing that you would notice in the shuttle of SpaceX is that if you compare the days of Apollo missions to the new spacecraft or this new space shuttle from SpaceX, you will notice a huge difference and huge difference is coming from the hardware. In the past, you have to. There are so many crammed switches, buttons, everywhere there was a button somewhere. But that of yesterday's launch, it was the spacesuit was really nice, white, like fresh you know, those kind of spacesuits you see in movies. You get, and guess what? No buttons, just maybe some proprietary buttons, but there were three screens, touch screens. Imagine (laughs) now, guess what? As much as there are astronauts on that space shuttle, Elon Musk said that the space shuttle can fly independently so it can fly without them touching any button from Earth to the ISS without the click of a button. Why they have those screens is because there are times that there could be operational faults on the autonomous systems then astronauts will have to take over manual control. So that is why you have those uh, touchscreens and all of that. I have been mentioning one word, which is the International Space uh, Station, ISS. Now, if you're just new to space-related news, the ISS is the largest structure ever built in space. Why? Because it is still in space. The ISS currently is still in space, it's just like um, should I say a space hotel <laughs> or a space lab or <laughs> something like that, if I can put it like that, you know you you need to go chill out in a hotel, then you travel, you find somewhere to stay right? The same thing with an ISS an ISS is just a huge um, space station where every station can come and dock, so there are different modules, module for the Japanese module for um uh, the Russian module for the inter- uh, for, for the Americans. So we have different wings, different labs, and each com- uh, country is doing its own experiment. Now, the ISS will still keep growing and growing and growing. Now, the first module, uh, which is the Russian Zaya module, was, uh, was launched about 15 years ago. That's around um, November 20, 1998. Now, that first module was small, right? So, they keep adding modules and modules and modules. Now, the international crews have occupied the space station from 2000. So, I said it was launched in uh, 1998. But before um, space crew could go to the ISS was around 2000. Another question is, how much is the space ISS? Now, the ISS is around $100 billion. Now, I was having a conversation with someone. I was saying, "When will Africa go to space?" And I said, "When, when we are ready, <laughs> because we need a lot of money. If you want to go into space exploration, we need hardware. We need uh, a lot of funding for the space uh, missions, and we need to know what area of space we are heading for. Is that you are going to the moon, or you are going to Mars, or you are going to the far end of the galaxy?" So the ISS costs um, about a hundred billion, and and uh, the 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 width of the ISS as at now is the wingspan of a football field. Now, picture a football field, how large it is. That is the structure above the Earth <laughs> called the International Space Station, and um, it's like a five-bedroom <laughs> house. So just picture it in your mind. And you know I said something about hotel. Just picture it in your mind and it's in space. Now, how long did it take for them to build the ISS, the International Space Station? It took 115 space flights. That's from Earth to space, from Earth to space, from Earth to space, 115 times. In order to get it to where it is around this stage, around where it is now, and now it is not just a combination of one, but um, different countries have uh, come together to work on the ISS. And um, we have um, astronauts, we have uh, cosmonauts, and you spend hours in trying to put that magnificent edifice in space. Now, I said something about astronauts. Then I said cosmonauts. <laughs> now, cosmonauts are people trained and certified by the Russian Space Agency to work in space. Then, astronauts are uh, people trained and certified by NASA, ESA, CISA, JASA to work in space. Now, I started by saying NASA. NASA is the National Aeronautics and Space Administration, NASA. NASA. Then we have ESA, which is European Space Agency. That's ESA. Then we have the JASA, not a lot of a JASA. We have JASA. J A. XA. So we have the Japanese Aeronautic Exploration Agency. And finally, I said we have the CSA, right? CSA is the Canadian Space Agency, CSA. Now, it will take a lot of time to explain the Falcon 9 rockets, uh, the new and improved boosters, and the um, exit strategy, just in case, uh, for the pods. And going to uh, the ISS and coming back. But it takes about 24 hours, about 24 to 26 hours to get to the ISS. If you launch today, just add 24 to 26 hours before they can get to the ISS. And according to Elon Musk, the current crew uh, that will be heading for the ISS will spend around 6 to 16 weeks in space. Now, uh, the failed launch yesterday, or the scrubbed launch, has been rescheduled till Saturday. So, Saturday, uh, that should be, Nigerian time, that should be around uh, 8.33. Yeah, that should be around 8.33 Nigerian time. Let me just confirm. Um, Let's see. Okay, yes, I'm correct. 8.33 Nigerian time. So, stick around... 8.33 8.33 in the evening, 8pm, past 8pm, <laughs> just stick around and witness history. Now, if on Saturday fails as well, the launch sequence will be pushed to Sunday, which is May 31st. So, they already planned everything that if 27th failed, they would move to 30th, and if 30th fails, they will move to 31st. That This all depends on weather. You know, nature cannot be controlled. I hope you guys were able to learn something <laughs> from everyone was really stoked and, and inspired and excited about yesterday's launch. But I'm um, so sorry, guys. Uh, stick your fingers out and uh, wait till Saturday for another launch. That is the SpaceX Demo 2 and the International Space Station.